This the remix. In the end, emotions are a part of sports. Sometimes they boil over, and they obviously did yesterday. And it's a unfortunate circumstance. I don't think it deserved any type of suspension. I think that's ridiculous. Hopefully, we can move past it, get to a better place. And you know, in the end, I appreciate Mike having my back. I know he'll learn from it. We got to make sure the communication is clear and concise. Uh, I need to do better at making decisions faster and quicker and getting that information to the quarterback and being on the same page with him. It's, it's got to improve. It's about organization and communication. Um, we just need to tighten that process up so we can make better decisions faster. The most important thing is being on the same page with Russell also, and, and I think I could do a better job in, in making him aware of that. I love Ryan, but somehow he's got it out for me, and that's what I actually talked to Ryan Griffin, who's one of our quarterbacks. He said, Ryan's all, always all over you. I don't know why, so I don't know why Ryan is. Maybe Ryan and I need to have a talk. You know, Ryan's a hell of a guy too, and I've competed against him. I mean, he's a Harvard guy. Now he looks like he's part homeless, and now he's on TV doing what my future job's gonna be. So I think Ryan's got a good thing going. I'm not sure why he needs to, you know, think that I'm after him or something like that. Just crushed my dreams. Boom, sadness, that's the one. Our first bite this morning, has Derek Carr been the Raiders' biggest problem this season? 52.2% of people say no. No, they say nah. Only 48% of people so far think Carr has been the biggest problem for the Raiders. Surprising number. It is. Uh, because what else do you blame it? Is Fernando voting like 42 times? Well, Fernando voted yes. I. The surprising thing to me was yesterday's, which was, do you still believe the Raiders are a playoff team? Sure, why not? One. <laughs> Sure, why not? It's exactly what happens there. So Derek Carr, not the biggest problem. Um, on, and non, they're still a playoff team. Non-Raiders related. Uh, Mike Evans, his suspension was upheld by the NFL, so he's going to serve a one-game suspension this week. Uh, here's a tweet from Josina Anderson. I'm told that some of Mike Evans' original base salary of $14 million was converted to a roster bonus back in March. His new base salary is $1.12 million, meaning... With Evans' one-game suspension upheld, he will lose $62,000 instead of $777,000. That's the kind of suspension you want upheld. Uh, so he, uh, if he had not restructured his contract back in March, he would have lost $770,000. But because he restructured it, he's only going to lose sixty. dollars So last time he has Brady's back if he's losing seven hundred grand plus. Yeah. If Man, Brady's got to pay that, right? Sixty-two thousand. What's, what's that? No, well, if it had been seven hundred seventy-seven thousand dollars, and Mike Evans is like, I was sticking up for you because you were trash talking. Yeah. Brady's got to pay that, yeah. right? Got to pay him back. I mean, although he's off on Wednesday, so Mike right. Evans came over oh. and Sue's locker and said, "Where's my check?" And I actually, Tom's actually off. think because of this, Mike Evans is also off today. I don't think he's allowed to practice. <laughs> he's probably no. He's so not. he's he's he going Brady, just hanging he's out at, at the house. Brady's house right he's now. At the Brady house. I will say, based on the Buccaneers' wide receivers. Giving them a day off might not be the worst thing as far as getting some people healthy. <laughs> so, uh, Mike Evans, going to be suspended, not going to play. And the Bucks are going to be, Tom Brady's going to be throwing to Scotty Miller again. Maybe Julio Jones comes back. Cole uh, Beasley. Oh, that's yeah, right. Cole Beasley. Yeah, They're he gonna won't be on practice the squad either. and they'll, uh, he's on the practice squad and Ooh. they'll elevate him, won't yeah. they? Oh, my God. If Cole Beasley gets Tom Brady sick, oh, it's gonna be, that's going to be one of those. <sighs> By the way, you know what I did yesterday? I uh, cut my finger with a potato peeler. A potato peeler? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Have you never done that? I mean, I've had potato peelers, but I haven't cut the finger yet, just yet. You're, yeah. you're Okay, you're holding kind of like a weird 
thing. That Very had, weird shaped. Yeah. Yeah. And then but, they got some bumps in them. Well, but once you get past one side, you're like, oh, okay, cool. And then you flip it, and all of a sudden you have a wet, wet bar of like a wet bar of soap yeah. that it's, moves on you. It's slippery. That's exactly that's exactly what the problem was. The potato was slipping around. And then there. you hope to God when you start bleeding on that one potato, you don't get it on the other potatoes <laughs> that are on the water underneath it. So you're just like, all right, well. uh I guess we're only this could be le- slightly less mashed potatoes than what <laughs> oh, I originally planned. I just planned. stopped. I didn't even finish <laughs> oh, cooking. Just... That was it. Yeah, I was like, I'm done. <laughs> you just called your girlfriend like we're going to Chick Fil A. Oh, I just I ate at home. She went and got something, but I just ate at home. Yeah, I was I was mad, not happy about this potato. This was supposed to be for boiled mash. What were Man, you gonna, gonna do? be mashed potatoes? You yeah. do mashed potatoes, and yeah, cut my finger a little bit. It wouldn't stop bleeding for like 20 minutes. You know how you fix that. You go to the store and you get the the uh, the mashed potatoes in the box and you just go and heat them up. Oh, I agree. I should have done that. It would have been much better. Okay, see, I thought you were talking about the, the bleeding. I thought you were going to talk about stuff. No, okay, no, I was I, talking about the mashed potatoes. Do you have any uh, super glue or gorilla glue? We have liquid bandages. Okay, that's basically. I the didn't same use thing. one, but yeah, I. There have been many times in my life where I'm like, I still have partial numbness in this finger because I cut it off and instead of going to the hospital, went squirt, hold. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Jesus. Do you uh, understand how expensive medical treatment is in this country? Oh, that's what my fiance wanted to be like. We need to go to the hospital. And I was like, it's going to cost us like $1,000 for them to be like, yeah, put some Neosporin on it and a Band-Aid. I have a friend in Missouri who broke his femur and called an Uber. Oh, boy. Because oh he was like, I'm not paying for an ambulance. That's uh, If I broke my femur, I'm probably calling the ambulance. Or you're having the girlfriend drive you. Or that, if she's around. Or uh, if I broke my femur, I don't know if she'd be able to drive. She'd be be worse off than me. She'd be freaking out. Oh, yeah. The first time I fainted, she, I mean, she she did drive me to the hospital and everything. So, like, she, she did handle it well, but I think she probably handled it worse than me. Well, yeah, you weren't conscious. Once uh, I came back very quickly. <laughs> Once I came back, well, I was fine. I'm sorry, fine. you just you can't really give yourself props for, you know, I, I think I handled it well. Yeah, you drooled <laughs> everywhere. So you, uh, you you do the cooking at home? Like 75% of it, yeah. Really? She, like, has a real full-time job. I talk on the radio for three hours and then go home and watch yeah, sports. He's a Twitter troll who gets to talk. Yeah. Of course, he's I do living cooking. my dream. I do. I do like ninety percent of the laundry, seventy-five percent of the cooking. Yeah. Wow. Good for you. Of course. Is I'm... it bad? I also have this relationship with my roommate. <laughs> <laughs> but your roommate, yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, he's also, you know, he works in the medical field, so I'm like, you, you do your real job. I'll make sure food's ready when you get home. Yeah. So I do. Yeah, I do most of the cooking. All right. Not anymore. Damn fingers sliced up with this damn potato peeler. Damn thing wouldn't stop bleeding. I was so, and it's right on the tip, right under the finger. Yeah, it's not going to. No, that's those yeah, are the that's worst. a bad one. I'm not worst. using this finger for like no two weeks. Those are the worst, or something like that. It's brutal, and it hurt yesterday trying to take a shower. Oh, got soap on it. Oh, it didn't feel good. You got to be like that uh, football coach. Just don't shower. <sighs> Who was that Gross. guy last week? Mike I didn't. Daniel. I don't shower for three days. Yeah, that's brutal. All right. I, I'll give you one Raider story here. Um, this is from last week. Did you see Jalen Ramsey say that he wanted to play no. for the yes. Raiders? So Jalen Ramsey was on a show called The Cut, and he said, the team I asked for the most, I was like, please get me here. Please get me here was the Oakland Raiders. I begged to go to the Raiders. And according to Jalen Ramsey, 
Uh, the Raiders did make a trade offer for Ramsey when he was, this is when he was with Jacksonville, but the Rams outbid the Raiders because the Rams ended up sending two first round picks. Apparently the Raiders did not want to send two first round picks for Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey. This was a year in which they had two first round picks. They ended up using those picks on Henry Ruggs and Damon Arnett. Mm-hmm. Hey, it worked out for the Rams. <laughs> what a complete disaster. So this was John Gruden and and Mike Mayock. What we have learned since Gruden and Mayock are, are gone now. Obviously, we knew their drafting was not very good at all. We know the players they did sign in free agency the majority of them did not work out, right? LaMarcus Joyner, right. Tyrell Williams, Trent Brown, right? Those guys did not work out. Kenyon Drake's gone too. I mean, both but middle line are both linebackers. <laughs> we also know now that John Gruden had a chance to get Tom Brady and Jalen Ramsey and basically passed said, on both. No. According to this, they did make a trade offer for Ramsey. So it's not quite the same as completely passing on him but they did not make a big enough offer like the Rams did. So Brady and Ramsey could have been Raiders, and they probably still would be Raiders right now, if not for John. So Green you're telling me they no. kept Carr, Ruggs, and Arnett? Pretty much. And whatever, yeah, Carr, Ruggs, and Arnett over Brady and Jalen Ramsey, which is, on the surface, pretty Prosterous. brutal. Yeah, pretty brutal. And, by the way, we've talked about this before, Brady comes... Gronk comes. Uh-huh. Right. Gronk Waller. Yeah. Right. Leonard Fournette might be here, right? Like they signed a bunch of more players after they got Brady because of that. So it was Brady that that trade off there is Brady and Ramsey, but it's actually Brady plus like three or four other veterans right. that they could have signed. How broken Gronk Waller would have been. You literally oh. have two tight ends and you're like, "Well, if we don't cover the polar bear, the fast one's going to kill us." <laughs> Do you even need a good wide receiver? Yeah, like, then it's just, again, Renfro. Yeah. <laughs> you got him as tiny white guy. They all would have been playing in the slot, though. That might have been a yeah. bit of an issue. All, they all, they all line up in the You just, like, have them line up in a, in a line on the slot, and then they all just go different directions. There are no uh, wide, actual wide wide receivers. Has, has this Raiders tenure and further zoomed out the macro this world in the last, like, five years or five or six years taught you anything more implicitly than if you see a guy on TV, he is not qualified to do a job. I mean, Gruden, it's probably fair to say worst personnel decision maker in the NFL. Mayock? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, both of them together for sure. How much did Mayock really have to say? I think he had his, I think he had his input and Johnny G had the final say. I think his opinion was heard. Yes. yes. And Gruden made the decision. I'm sure if there was, yeah, I'm sure if there was ever a time where Gruden was unsure Mayock would give his opinion or whatever, and that however it worked. But the the guy who made the decision on do we want Tom Brady or not was John Gruden. Yeah, the guy who made the decision on do we want Jalen Ramsey or not was John Gruden. Yeah. The, on the draft picks was was going to be John Gruden. So I, I think it's like we look back at this, and th- there have been some bad teams, there have been some bad trades, some bad draft picks, but the amount of times that Gruden missed on draft picks, failed to go get Tom Brady, failed to go get like he is. Gruden should have just always started drafting in the fifth round. <laughs> like, he should have not well, been allowed Mayock, to say... Mayock literally goes, yeah, they didn't tell you they moved it back this year. The first <laughs> yeah, exactly. round doesn't start till like, like, exactly. yeah, till day three, three. Day three, yeah. Did we ever confirm... I just saw people guessing at this. Did anybody ever confirm or not if 
John Gruden like let make Mike Mayock take over the draft after the first two rounds? Like once they got to day two and day three, did we did we ever did we ever that, know? I, think we ever I mean, confirm that but, if because I mean, God, if they that did, would be funny. I mean, if they did, then Mayock may, may actually probably have a job. Mayock's a lot else. better than yeah. uh, we thought he was. He should probably have a job somewhere yeah. else if, I mean, if he was just responsible for the day two and three picks. This feels like something someone should actually legitimately text Mike Mayock and be like, "Hey, man, when does the NDA expire? Because I got something I'd like. I got something that you could say that will, will get you back in work." Mark Davis might say it. He might say it at this point. As happy I as mean, he is about the Aces, parade. Oh, yeah, this, he's coming should, off a parade. Ed, you should have asked him yesterday. Yes. What was what wrong? You, yeah. What was wrong with me? All right. Uh, I know you're celebrating a championship for the Aces, but let's go back like four years. Who were making the picks on days two and three of the NFL draft? Mike Mayock or John Gruden? Because they, listen, Renfro, like, they did very well in the later rounds of drafts. They drafted oh, better no, they, players there. They were terrific. Yeah, like, but the first rounds, they just basically just blew. Yeah, it's like they always were picking guys who were projected to go in the third round. Yes. At every round in the draft, they found a third round guy. And that's great when you're drafting in the fifth round. Not right. great when you're drafting in the first round. All right, coming up next, Sam and Ash joined the show. But first... We got tickets to give away. There's a new comedy show at the Suncoast Bonkers Comedy Club every Saturday night at 7 and 9 o'clock. We got a pair of tickets for you for this Saturday. Good for either show, 7 or 9. You'll just have to let us know. It's the Bonkers Comedy Club at the Suncoast Hotel and Casino. This Saturday is the first show as well. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. If you want to go out to the Bonkers Comedy Club, be caller number 5. It's 702-364-1100. This report that came out last week is the total opposite of everything that the NBA stands for. To think that someone like Robert Sarver that's acting in that manner can continue to represent us, that's Call Sam at Ash at 702-820-1234 or visit their website, samandashlaw.com. Sam and Ash, because you deserve what's right. Good morning, Ash. Did you uh, do anything bad at an Aces parade last night? Did you go? No, I wanted to go so badly, but I couldn't. I'm wrapped up in a trial, and I'm oh. I had to I had to behave. Time for but us? <laughs> yeah, what are you talking to us for? Jeez. I know, I know. Why are you on here? Uh, Why am I on? I actually I did have court this morning, uh, and it got done in time. So here right. I am. Spectacular. Yeah. All nice. right. Um, so the police are apparently investigating allegations about a fan who hit Kyler Murray in the face after the Cardinals Raiders game yeah. on Sunday. Uh, there's a video of it. Uh, we talked about it yesterday. It seems like nothing. Are we right in that? Or is there actually something to this? Well, I didn't hear your take. Sorry, I didn't tune in. But um, my take is I saw the video and it looks like he's just a guy trying to pat him on the shoulder yeah. pads and yeah. missed. Yeah. And or I go, look, and Kyler Murray, I don't. Does he know it's not his home stadium? Like you're jumping <laughs> into you're doing like a Lambo leap into the t enemy territory so look i i don't think there was malice behind it if there was it wasn't clear he looked like a guy that was just trying to slap him on the shoulder pads and be part of the action and he missed and kyler reacted accordingly and it doesn't look like he was injured so i i think the cops were given a police report or a report was made and they're investigating it but i don't think a prosecutor is going to pursue this if it was I, I guess if the prosecutors uh, thought differently, could the guy, if you if identified him, and I guess, you know, if you put it out there, someone would know who he is, 
just for that, could he get arrested? I mean, just for that video, he could. Theoretically, okay. he could. Okay. The police could go in and arrest him, and then they would forward the police report to the prosecutor's office and it would be up to an attorney to go is this worth our taxpayer money to pursue a trial and charges on these on this um, action and if i was a prosecutor i wouldn't just off the video i've seen it if he had a closed fist and he was swinging outward definitely but here it just to me he's got his open hand and he looks like he's just trying to pat him on the shoulder pads. Am I did I get a different video? No, or? I no, no, we agree. I agree. Yeah, okay. I didn't think there was anything. At some to point this. someone thought he was trying to high five him. Yeah. yeah Which and so, I, that's not the direction you go. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I've high I've high fived a lot. You don't you don't leave you don't come yeah. around on high five. It looks like a shoulder pad pat gone wrong. That's yeah, right. all it is to me. And so I think there's nothing here and everyone's being overly dramatic. So, okay, the one thing that I am curious about, and this is obviously purely hypothetical, but if this person who did this went on social media and went, yeah, I slapped Kyler Murray, <laughs> would that then be like, well, it doesn't matter what it looks like, you you moron. Yeah, I, that wouldn't be smart. Well, um, okay, I've just, but, in the media lately, I've been seeing a lot of people go on their social media and be like, yeah, I did that crime. Well, I don't think he's saying I did a crime. He's uh, like, I, I slapped uh, Kyler Murray. I, I don't know. I, I would still be shocked if a if a DA investigated it and actually pursued charges. I, that's just me. I could be totally wrong on it. But if I if it came across my desk, I wouldn't want to investigate it or pursue it. There's so many more important things going on in our city that are, are worth time than this. All right. I need to ask you about uh, body paint and the state of Utah because... <laughs> There was a thank God you said and the state of Utah. There was a football game, <laughs> uh, University of Utah, and there were two women that showed up with body pa paint. Patriots. On. They were topless, but with body paint on, and they went into the stadium. Eventually, apparently, a uh, somebody walked up to them and asked them to put shirts on, and they did. They did not fight back. They didn't say no. We're not going to do that. They did put shirts on, but there were people that complained. Uh, on the internet saying that ah, security guards just stared at the uh, body-painted women as they walked in. According to the uh, story that we have from the New York Post, there is a lewdness law in Utah that is a misdemeanor. So my, my question, though, on this was, is there a difference between a man and a woman going to a football game in body paint without a shirt? Oh, this is, it's 2022, so this is, uh, we're getting into some, <laughs> we're wading into some delicate territory, but honestly, I think uh, there is a difference, it, even though it is 2022 and gender rights and equality is at the forefront of our public discourse, I, I do think there is a difference, and what they did was try to prove a point, you always see it on Instagram, the hashtag free the nipple, and they were trying to do <laughs> what it. What are you and, doing on Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> okay, note to self. Check ashes follows <laughs> my likes. Look at my likes. <laughs> um, yeah, I, no. So I just think it was whatever they look. They got yelled at and they were told to put shirts on. They did. So I don't think they will get prosecuted for this either, but they could. It's Utah. So their <laughs> um, look their prosecution and their standards are a little different than a city like Las Vegas. Their their resources are different. Their priorities are different, so they might actually pursue it. And, hey, these girls might be banned from future sporting events. Uh, I was thinking UNLV needs to go the 
opposite way and make this like a promo to get more people out to UNLV games. Yeah, no, I think, hey, Sin City, man, I I would support it. I don't, who cares? I want I wanted to ask you real quick about the Eastern Michigan basketball player, Imani Bates, arrested on the gun charges in the car. Yep. Um, I think it's his attorney that told Pete Thamel, reserve judgment, there's no, there's more. He borrowed the car, pulled over, the gun was in it. Um, so what happens here? If it, And if I guess if a person comes forward and says, yes, he borrowed my car, it was my gun, that's one thing. But if that doesn't happen, if you're found with a gun in the car and your reasoning is, hey, I borrowed it, how much onus does that put on you legally? Well, a lot of it depends on the facts. And you can be found guilty with, like, constructive possession. If the gun is sitting on the passenger seat in plain view – um, yeah, you're gonna you're going to be prosecuted and charged with knowing it was there and basically possessing it, regardless of whose car it is. If it was in the trunk or in the glove box and you truly had no idea, now the prosecutors are gonna look and say, was there any DNA on there? You know, is the guy's wallet in the glove box with it? And so they're gonna try and figure out, did he know the gun was there? And if he did reasonably believe or know it was there, then he's likely going hmm. to get charged with it. Um, last one for you. Did you listen to the serial podcast? All right. So, uh, Adnan Saeed, who is the guy who is behind bars or was behind bars, uh, for a murder, the entire podcast was basically trying to prove to some extent that he didn't do it. At least there were question marks about whether or not he was the one that did this. A judge in Baltimore earlier this week ordered the release of him. He's been in jail or was convicted in 1999, it's now yeah. 2022. Um, not necessarily specific to this case, but just like how often does this happen? Like where a podcast basically comes in and says uh, they got this wrong. And then eventually they're like, oh, we we got this wrong. Well, it happens actually a lot with some of these convictions. You have some nonprofits that will get behind causes. People behind bars will write to them and tell them their circumstances and try to get someone to help them maneuver their way through the legal system. In this Adnan Syed case, Serial put podcasts on the map. I think everyone that followed it, it was probably their first podcast they ever listened to. It also created crime fascination. I was hooked. Um, Here, Baltimore enacted a new law where prosecutors are able to reevaluate prior convictions. And that's what happened here. The prosecutor currently looked at the facts that gave rise to the conviction and was no longer confident that it was a legitimate conviction. They had alternate uh, suspects that were never turned over to the defense. That's a huge no-no in criminal law. There were other theories that the technology they used was uh, not appropriate for evidence, and so and it was used to convict him. So the prosecutor moved to have the conviction and him released. He's currently on house arrest for, I think, 30 days while the court and prosecutors decide whether or not they're going to try him again with all the new evidence. So it, his saga is not completely over. Were you convinced when you listened that he did not do it? I'm not convinced he didn't do it, but I'm convinced he wasn't given a fair trial. And that's the most important thing in our justice system, that the evidence presented against you is fair. And that's why prosecutors have to hand over all evidence that might lead to someone finding that you didn't do it. And here they didn't they didn't even talk about the other suspects, one of which allegedly threatened to kill the girl. <laughs> and the jury never heard that. That's a problem. All right. So uh, yeah. 
Podcasts are know. good. Podcasts have saved the world. Yes. Yeah, very important. Yeah. All right. She's Ash from SamAndAshLaw.com. <laughs> 702-820-1234. We learned so much about Ash today. We did. Jared Free has the been nipple, guys. through Instagram the rest of the day. <laughs> Thanks, Ash. We appreciate Thanks, it. Uh, thank you, guys. Get back to court. She's got a, she's got a case. <laughs> so there uh, is Ash. SamAndAshLaw.com. 702-820-1234. Did either of you listen to the Serial Podcast? No. No. Oh, okay. I the one thing about podcasts that I like absolutely love as a concept is like oh I can put this in and I can like listen to it and it can be informative. I do not want to be like and that's when they found the murder weapon and I'm like I I I I don't want I don't want to find the murder weapon. As someone who has a fiance that listens to true crime podcast, I wish it was as bad as and that's where they found the murder weapon. Oh, it's oh. usually significantly worse than that and it's like I don't want to listen to this anymore. So we do Sunday dinners at my family's house and my mom will just turn on Dateline and oh. all of a sudden you just hear the word sodomized and you're just like, "All right, I'm going outside." <laughs> Coming up next, it's Bischoff's briefs. All right, we're changing up what Bischoff's Brief is going to be about today because we've got two different items of breaking news. First off, the Raiders have made a trade. They are acquiring Justin Heron, an offensive tackle with the Patriots. Uh, They are trading picks in 2024. Uh, Nobody, I don't think, has reported, but it's probably going to be like a sixth for a seventh or something like that. So the Raiders don't even give up an actual pick. They're going to get one back in return as well. And they're getting Justin Heron. Uh, He has not played this season. Two weeks into the year, the Patriots have not used Justin Heron. He did start four games last season for the Patriots. He started six games in 2020 for the Patriots. So 10 starts over two-plus seasons for Justin Heron. His PFF grades, not very good. Uh, His rookie year, 63.4. His second year, 56.7. So he has not done much to prove he is a... This isn't the savior. Right. Uh, This is very much tackle depth. But I will say this. Their starters are tackle depth, too. Thayer Munford and Jermaine Elamanor are tackle depth. So, Heron, he might be starting for this team at some point in the near future because it's not like he's got to beat out good offensive linemen. But the Raiders have made a trade, acquired a new tackle, does it matter? I mean, what, Jermaine Elamanor, he hurt his hip in the in the game against the Cardinals. J.J. Oh. Watt ran him over, and I think he might have hurt his hip on that play. Yes. Um, which, I, I will say this, J.J. Watt sacked Carr on the first drop back of the game. Yes. And Jermaine Elamanor just got, was no resistance. It was as if he wasn't on the field. That didn't happen again. Like, the offensive line right. wasn't good, but there wasn't another play. It, it only could go up from there, and it actually did. Go up from there. So now do they are they back to having seven possible starters if he's out and they brought this guy in? <laughs> yes. Heron is number seven. And they're I all mean, playing. That's, that's they're what all... they that's what they need yeah. to put this team together. They need seven offensive line replacement level guys. They're all playing so well that you need to give them all some time. Just rotating through. Um are do you think Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels are aware they can trade with other teams? Uh fifty fifty. Like, it's a backup, it's a depth offensive lineman, right? It's not like it's a big deal. And it's not like they got hosed on the trade, right? They're no, they're were they swapping, swapping fourth picks. rounders? Whatever. Like, whatever. That's not going to matter. That means nothing. But are they aware there are other teams that they can trade with? Other than with? the Patriots. Right. Like, are they aware that they could have gone to Baltimore? Yeah. The Dolphins or the 49ers or just any, literally any other team. This guy probably exists a lot of places. Right. <laughs> there are probably a lot of Justin Herons. And. 
like you, you could make the argument, well, they've been with him, so they know what he is. He hasn't been very good. This right. isn't like, oh, they this is a guy who's going to turn. He started four games for him last year at a 56 he, pro football focus ranking. But Tyler, right? he knows the system. Doesn't play it well, but he knows it. <laughs> He's never going to be confused by the audible. Won't be able to execute it, but. He'll know what he was supposed to do when Derek Carr's laying on the ground behind him. Oh, man, I was supposed to pick up that blitz. Uh, so that's the Raiders trade. Justin Heron, an offensive tackle coming over. We'll see how quickly he's able to play again because they don't have good offensive linemen. He might be starting at right tackle two weeks from now. Yeah, Well, it could be Sunday. It could be. Yeah, like he's going to get some reps. <laughs> uh, the other bit of breaking news, according to Sham Sharnia, the Phoenix Suns owner, Robert Sarver, has announced that he is starting the process to sell oh, okay. the Phoenix Suns right. and the Phoenix Mercury. He owns the NBA owns and the WNBA team. In Phoenix. Uh, if you're unaware, the NBA suspended Sarver for a year uh, after they had an investigation, which, according to the NBA, he used the N-word at least five times. Uh, but the way the NBA phrased it was he was just simply retelling stories and quoting people who had said it. Right. There was a separate story by ESPN that's, that's what kicked off the NBA's investigation that kind of disputes that right where he did one of the instances ESPN had was Robert Sarver was complaining saying how come Draymond Green, Draymond Green can gets to it. run up and down the right, court saying, saying the n-word and I can't right, say it right uh there was another instance where he was they were hiring a coach and when he was discussing with somebody in the organization who they wanted to hire he said these n-words need an n-word in response to his players needing a black coach. So that's kind of directly. Uh, and that wasn't the only thing. He had the oh, inappropriate comments to yes. the women in his company. Uh, yes. Uh, misogynistic comments. I mean, he had a lot going on. And the guy who is taking over for him for the year came out the very next day and pretty much said he needs to sell the team, the right. lieutenant governor of the team or whatever whatever his title is. So it appears he listened to him and I can't remember the company, but one of I think their jersey sponsor PayPal. Uh, PayPal. Uh, I don't know if they're the jersey sponsor or not, but PayPal came out and said they would not be sponsor or doing any sort of advertising with the Suns if Robert Sarver was still was there. Still the owner. And so I go I go back to the He's gonna make a billion dollars. He is. Oh. Uh I go back to the theory that I had. The NBA comes out with this year long suspension, and almost everybody is like why? Why is why is he not out of the league? Why are you only suspending him? Right? This should be he. You should be kicking him. Should be out, removing right? him from the league. And my theory was the NBA did that, but they did that knowing there would be enough blowback that he would end up selling the team mm -hmm. anyway. And like we saw immediately, LeBron James, Chris Paul. We played some sound from Draymond Green earlier. A lot of the prominent players in the NBA came out and said, "What are we doing here? This guy should not be a part of our league." PayPal comes out and says that there's media and fan push from it. I wonder if the NBA kind of knew that that was that coming. We can suspend him for a year so that our precedent is not to kick the owner right. out, but it's going to lead. It's going to end up with the owner leaving, leaving the league anyway, because there's going to be so much pressure yeah. that he's going to sell anyways. And they, after like how badly they screwed up the Donald Sterling situation, the having the owner of his own accord go, I'm going to sell the team is a lot better look than we're going to give it to his wife who has just as many freaking <laughs> <Right>. issues, <laughs> like has said some even more racist things, not to her mistress. 
but we're going to give it to her. Yeah. So I, I don't know if there's any truth to that or not, but I do feel like that. Well, it makes been... sense because if because it it almost took like Jared said an act of Congress to for these owners to vote anyone out. Right. Right. Because you have to have so many of the. Because that's the key here. Adam Silver is the commissioner of the league, and he works for the owners. Right. That's who employs Adam Silver is the owners. So to kick an owner out of the league, Adam Silver is going to have to have approval from the other owners. Yes. And he owners, can't do it owners are not going to want to kick other owners right. out because they want the bar as low as possible yes, for them. In case they, something happens right, with them. They want the lowest standards because they don't want to lose their teams. So owners kicking another owner out, very unlikely, very hard to do. So if you can if if you're the NBA and you can almost manipulate this the exact way you want it, you punish Robert Starber, but you don't take his team away, and you sort of have a a good that idea that happens, that that's what's going to happen. That, hey, there's going to be enough pressure, pressure that he ends up selling yeah. the team. And when the pressure comes from players, media, fans, advertisers, like that's that's everybody. So now, that's everybody involved with the league. The only thing that's left is like the TV partner. They're like the only ones that didn't say anything. And so now he gets to make billions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And by all means, I'm pretty sure if you flipped on uh, ESPN to to the jump, or whatever their midday NBA show is, they weren't coming back like, well, come on. It's an ownership <laughs> rights issue. He was just quoting Draymond Green. It was actually progressive. He was he wanted to hire a black coach. <laughs> so I again don't know if that's true, but I do feel like that that certainly could be what the NBA intended for all along, uh, while not actually being the one to pull the trigger on Robert Sarver being out. Of the NBA, but Sarver is selling the Phoenix Suns and the, the Phoenix Mercury. Mercury, so an NBA team is for sale. And you know what that means? We get to spend. We'll probably do it tomorrow. Uh, trying to figure Thunder out. Thunder Dan Marley's going to go and get forty other people with a million dollars. Is it art? Is is it a Rod currently having some issues coming up with his money for the team that oh, yeah. he's trying to buy? He's trying to buy Minnesota. Who needs it, Jared? I mean, at this point, just call Bezos. What's he going to own? All the teams. I mean, at this point, it, call Bezos. I mean, I'm trying to think of my millionaire ranking list. I, does Warren Buffett? I, I assume he would think that that's a poor investment. There's no ROI on it. <laughs> yeah, there is. You sell it ten years later. Okay, that's actually price. actually yeah, because he's never split his <laughs> stocks before, so he's probably just like <laughs> he's going to run it as. Wow, actually, yeah. Warren Buffett, by the freaking Suns. All right, we got two tickets to the Shriners Open Golf Tournament. It's here October 5th through the 9th. These are good for any day out of TPC Summerlin, and we've got a pair of tickets for you. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. If you want to go out to the Shriners Open Golf Tournament in October, be caller number 9 at 702-364-1100. That's 702-364-1100. It is driven to left center. Back on it goes Peralta. He's onto the warning track, and it is a home run. Pena with a three-run job to deep left center field. The Astros lead 4-0 just like that. You're locked in the press box. They're winning the World Series. I know. I told you that yeah, yeah. a million They're times. The they don't give up any runs. They're going to win the World Series. Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking I'm, with the Cardinals. I'm ha- half the time. I'm convinced they're literally not going to give up a run and win the postseason. The other half, I'm like, God, their offense kind of sucks. They're going to get eliminated because that's how they lost last year in the World Series. Their just offense disappeared for a week. No, they're going to win the World Series, but they don't give up runs anymore. They've played Tampa. Might be their first their first opponent, and, and they went to Tampa. And the last two nights, they have shut them out both nights. I just don't know how many games the Mets are going to get off them. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm still deciding that. Six, five? Is it gonna go is it gonna be over in five? Is well, I got my flights to go watch games six and seven in Houston, so I hope they can push it to six for me. So I can so I can see one. Six would be perfect because then I don't have to buy a ticket to seven. All right. But so, you would for sure, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously. I was last year. I bought one for Game 7 last year, even right. though it didn't happen. I bought one ahead of time. And then StubHub kept my money for a month before oh, they refunded. before you got it back? They were like, oh, I could take up to 30 days before you get your money back. And it took 30 days before I got my money back. They were holding that so they, forever. They oh, were yeah. like me with a purchase where they were like, yeah, yeah, I'll get you your money back. Okay, I spent all this money. Yeah, basically. They're, Basically. they're a disaster. I just got my refund yesterday from uh, the second round game five for <laughs> the Aces. Like I did. Oh, hit, you just got it? I had to hit second up their support. Round. I don't on, think my friends got it. I had to hit up their support on Twitter and be like, "Hey, this is unacceptable. <laughs> I know your I know your policy is thirty days, but it doesn't take thirty days. It's been over two weeks. I want my money, and I had it the next morning. I think I'll have to ask because uh, I went to game five. Or no, I, I went to game two, and we had tickets to game five of the semis that obviously didn't happen. And right. then we had tickets to game five of the finals that obviously didn't happen. But my friend bought them, and I was just paying him back. I don't I don't think he's gotten his money back. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, he, we bought him proactively, but he's got to get refunded. I don't think he's gotten it back yet. So, yeah, they're, they're going to hold that as well. I guess you got to yell at him on Twitter. This? Yeah. <laughs> you got to call him out. You, you tagged him, obviously. No, I DM'd him. I DM'd oh, you DM'd him. I was like, hey, this is unacceptable. <laughs> This is. I'll listen, show you. Listen, I've got bets to make. I'll show you That's my right. receipts. I'll Come show on. you my receipts. I literally told him I was like, "This is ridiculous. I want my refund. It's been over two weeks. <laughs> they won the championship. There's already. a parade going yes, on. I'm, I'm, I'm standing at the it. parade. <laughs> I didn't think to do that. I just was like, whatever. It's going to take them thirty days. Yeah, yeah. And oh, it well. just uh, and just appeared. Yeah, and exactly thirty days later, I had my nine hundred dollars back in my account. And I'm, what was yours? Forty. How many uh, tickets did you buy? Oh, I bought three, so it was, uh, I think, one hundred and ten for three tickets. Oh, did you buy good tickets? You didn't just buy back section tickets? No. Well, I did, but I didn't buy them on AXS where the cheap tickets are. Oh, what? So you... the tickets I bought on StubHub were like twenty five bucks a piece oh, plus fees that and everything. Plus it came fees. Out to about one hundred and five, one hundred and ten. So what we've learned today is. Stand outside the event. There'll be a guy. He'll have tickets. <laughs> I don't think I didn't see. I've never saw one of an Aces playoff game. Did you see a playoff game? <laughs> no, no, no. Somebody scalping tickets. See a scalper. Um, I don't remember seeing one. I I know there were people outside of it. I don't know if they were asking to buy or if they were offering to sell. But I remember well, but, hearing people in the first well, round. If they say saying, that they're yeah. if they say they're looking to buy, that means that they've got yeah. them to sell. They're not. Well, they're not legally allowed to say I got tickets for sale. They they have to ask to buy them, and you go up to them and. You just know they're so. How about the up. people who walk around with the cardboards? I need three tickets. That's yeah. the guy. Yeah. Who that's has the guy. A, if you look the behind the ticket, or you look behind the cardboard, the he's tickets got are like there. Yeah, fifteen tickets, tickets. in them. Yeah, because because you're not supposed to be outside selling, selling tickets, them. but you're allowed to buy them. So if you walk around saying I need tickets. I, I feel Jared and I are the only two that know this. Most I, people know. Yeah, I've always heard people say, "I got tickets. Who needs tickets?" Oh, you have heard. Oh, yeah. oh okay. okay, that was. Oh, a, yeah. I've I've heard who that's needs an undercover two. cop. Like walking through, <laughs> walking through NFL parking lots and and stuff. Maybe it is an undercover guy because I've heard a lot. 
I've got two. I've got two. I've heard I've got even four. at UNLV basketball games and that always, no, no, games. That oh, yeah. always cracked me I've up. I've heard people standing in the parking lot, I got tickets. Who needs tickets? And I'm just like, nah, I got I, I'll tickets. go up to the box office. <laughs> They've got tickets. They've got tickets. <laughs> Maybe the guys in the parking lot were giving them away. <laughs> that actually, I think we did that one time. <laughs> I did, yeah. Walk around and give them away. That's what you do. Uh, who's showing up to, without a ticket? Jared, apparently, sometimes. Uh, there are there are a couple of guys that do it at lights games, and that part I cannot figure out. They sell they sell they, lights tickets for ten. I've bucks. got two. Yeah, they're they're guys that are scalping tickets outside of lights games, and that I cannot figure out what's happening there. You can buy tickets from the lights for ten dollars, right? Like, walk up to the box office and buy them on site five minutes before the game for, for 10 bucks. I I don't know how those guys are making I also don't know who drives to a lights game who doesn't already have a ticket. Right. Like, it's not like, oh, I'm just going to go hang out and be around the arena and yeah, feel the energy. I, <laughs> like, I went to the Neon Museum. Now what? Right. Like, I, I do, those guys, it's got to be less than five. They've sold the entire season. Well, like, especially I just don't with get this it. current run, probably well, not selling any. Yeah. Nobody cares about that. Except me. Just have the field. Is the field going to be able to be played on over the next four games? Are we going to be able to see the field with the camera? 